With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody, the Sacramento Kings are on the way to the playoffs. I'm going to talk about yesteryear on today's show. But first, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W. WRXplumbing.com. And remember, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They will be there with their 24-7 service. Again, for all of your plumbing needs and repairs, newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. So the Kings are going to the postseason for the first time since 2006. But it made me think of the first playoff series in Sacramento in 1996 when the Kings played the Seattle Supersonics. I moved to Sacramento in July of 87. I had never seen an NBA playoff game. And the first NBA playoff game that I ever attended, I announced game one up in Seattle's Key Arena with the Kings and the Sonics. You know, a lot of fans forget when the Kings moved to Sacramento from Kansas City in 1985, they made the playoffs that year, got swept by the Houston Rockets, and then it would be a 10-year drought, again, from 1986 to 1996. And I was thinking about that series against Seattle where the top seed Seattle Sonics won the series three games to one. Uh, The Kings lost game one up in Seattle. The final score was 97 to 85. The score really did not indicate how much the Sonics dominated. Game two, though, Mitch Richmond and the Kings, 190 to 81, setting up the first ever playoff game at Arco Arena. The Sonics in a hard-fought Wire-to-wire game until a couple minutes left to go in the fourth. Beat the Kings 96-89, to and then the one game 4-1-1-87. to I have talked about on many occasions how I thought the atmosphere at Arco for that game three playoff game was the greatest thing that I had ever seen. To this day, I put it number one on my list. You know, when you look at the rosters for those teams, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Detlef Shrimp, Hersey Hawkins, Sam Perkins, Nate McMillan, uh, McMillan, Frank Burkowski, the Kings lineup, Mitch Richmond. They had Tyus Sedney, 
Olden Polonese, Brian Grant, Lionel Simmons up front, Billy Owens, Sharunas Marshallonis, Michael Smith, Dwayne Coswell, Corliss Williamson, who did not play hardly at all in that series. Only one game, Kevin Gamble and Bobby Hurley. That was your roster for the Sacramento Kings. And then I started thinking about 1996 and what I was doing at 1996 and where I was living and how that was just an incredible experience to be involved in that playoff series. You know, I'll never forget it. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. And when I think about not being able to experience that for another 10 years, I was just like, wow, who would have thought that the Kings would go from 1986 to 1996, then strike gold and go to the playoffs eight years in a row, culminating with the loss in six games to the San Antonio Spurs in 2006. And now here we are in 2023. Again, I want to go back to 1996. Bill Clinton was the president. We were in an era without social media. There were so many things that were, in my opinion, so much more enjoyable during that era. I always reference one of the great tweets that I've ever seen by former Major League Baseball player Kevin Euclid. In the summer of 2020, Euc put out a tweet that read this way. The mental health and well-being of our country is deteriorating and social media is the culprit. The constant hatred towards others that don't share the same opinions is tiresome and unhealthy for our society. We all need to be better so the next generation is healthier and happier. I miss that generation. I miss life before social media. And I don't want to be a hypocrite here. I use social media to promote my podcast and my shows and everything else, but I would much prefer to live in a world without social media. Life was a lot easier then, and people weren't up in arms about everything. You know, I think about that era. I think about Gary St. Jean, who is uh, one of the great people that I've ever met. And before a game in that 95-96 season, or it may even been the year before, but it was right around there, Gary St. Jean was asked, where was Billy Owens and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, who were not at shoot-around that day? And Saints said, Billy's got bruised ovaries, and Mahmoud is at the gynecologist. And there was a very small group of reporters. There was Marty McNeil of the Sacramento Bee, rest his soul. There was Don Drysdale of the Sacramento Union. I think it was probably myself and Gary Gerald. And that was probably it. Maybe a columnist from the B, but I can't recollect at the time. And we all laughed, and Saint laughed, and we didn't think anything of it. You know, we didn't run and tell the TV stations and the radio stations in Sacramento, oh my God, Gary St. Jean just dehumanized women and just made a sexist comment. And no, you know what? It was taken for what it was, and it was a joke. You know, two years prior, I was doing a Canadian Football League game in Sacramento with the great Jack Youngblood. Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it was really hot that day that the gold miners started playing the Canadian Football League going against Doug Flutie and the Calgary Stampeders. And the kickoff was at 6 o'clock on a Saturday night. And it was hot, hot, hot. And Jack and I are doing a game on TV. 
and we do our opening, and then we go to commercial, and then we come back, and I go, hi, everybody, it's Grant Napier, and I'm with Jack Youngblood, and he stops me. He goes, man, is it hot up here? And I said, well, Jack, it could be worse. You could have just been on the field singing the national anthem with the guys in the black tuxedos. And he says, Grant, let me tell you something. I'm up here sweating like a fat girl. Could you imagine if somebody said that today? Seriously, what do you think would happen if an announcer on television said, man, I am up here sweating like a fat girl? There would have been people that were up in arms. People wouldn't have been able to take it for what it was. Just a funny comment. No, everybody's too sensitive. And again, social media has a lot to do with that. Again, Kevin Euclid, the mental health and well-being of our country is deteriorating and social media is the culprit. The constant hatred towards others that don't share the same opinions is tiresome and unhealthy for our society. You know, I went to college at Bowling Green. And I went to a number of Cleveland Indians games when the New York Yankees were in town. And I don't ever recall walking to the stadium in Cleveland and seeing anyone protesting about the name over the Cleveland Indians. I remember watching Gaylord Perry pitch for the Cleveland Indians once at Yankee Stadium. And I don't recall walking off the subway and towards my section at Yankee Stadium and seeing anyone bothered or protesting about the Cleveland Indians. But yet here we are in 2023 and there are no more Indians. It is the Cleveland Guardians. People have a problem with the tomahawk chop, or I should say some people have a problem. I think the very, very minority of people have a problem with the tomahawk chop. Do those same people have a problem when I walk into my favorite steakhouse and want to order a tomahawk steak? Does that need to be taken off the menu too? You know, it's funny, I went to, when I moved to California, one of the first things that people told me about was how great Tahoe was. I had never been to Lake Tahoe, didn't know anything about Lake Tahoe. And in my interview in the summer of 1987, the general manager at the TV station was telling me, oh, you're going to love it here and how quick it is to get up to Lake Tahoe and you're going to, you won't believe it. I didn't know anything about Lake Tahoe, nothing. Didn't know anything about Lake Tahoe. And it was unbelievable. And then the winter Uh, Me and a couple of the buddies at the uh, TV station would go skiing and would normally go to Sugar Bowl because it was the quickest way to go and do a half day of skiing and get back. But a lot of people said, you got to go to Squaw, you got to go to Squaw, you got to go to Squaw. And again, when I used to go to Squaw Valley, you know, I didn't see anyone out there with signs saying uh, the name is uh, racist, it's demeaning. Of course, there is no Squaw Valley anymore. I, I really miss those times. I miss that era of life. Uh, in the mid-90s and even when the Kings moved to Sacramento in 85, 86. And again, I wasn't there until 1987. So I was there to witness the final year at that old arena in 87 and 88. But no cell phones. Do you know that texting didn't even begin until 1992? And the Kings went 10 years in that playoff team that lost to Seattle in 1996. Texting was in its infancy. What was a camera phone? There were no camera phones. They didn't exist. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There was no social media. And I always go back to how simple I thought life was then. And now I look at where life is today. And I don't want to get off on a tangent here because this really is about the Sacramento Kings. But here we are in 2023. And I think the best thing about what the Kings have done is it's given hope to a lot of fans It's made them happy again. And we've gone through some really difficult times in this country. The political unrest, you know, the constant 
bickering over race, the race card, the uh, woke culture wanting to get rid of the Chiefs, the tomahawk chop, get rid of the Braves nickname, get rid of this nickname, get rid of squad, get rid of this, get rid of that. You know, and, and, and people are losing sight of the big picture. And there are too many people, I believe, in society that just are never happy. And now Kings fans, you know, maybe they've had some issues. Maybe they've gone through uh, an illness in their family or they're, you know, dealing with a recent death like John who is going to come on our YouTube channel later tonight and shave his beard and John just lost his dad. And so there are people that are dealing with all kinds of emotions and all kinds of situations. Maybe they've been laid off. Maybe they got demoted from their job or what have you. What about the Sacramento Kings and what they did for the community in 95 and 96? I know because I lived it. And that playoff series was so phenomenal for the fan base in the city of Sacramento. It was one of the great things that I've ever ever experienced. It brought the community together. People that were casual fans became hardcore fans. People were trying to do whatever they could to get into the arena and go to the game and support the team. To this day, people that were there in that April game in 1996, like myself and the former players who I've talked to on this podcast, Olden Polonese, the most recent, talked about it being the greatest experience that he ever had walking out onto the court for game three. And again, I fast forward now to present day. And if you're fortunate enough to have a ticket in two weeks, to go watch the Sacramento Kings host a playoff game for the first time at Golden One Center. Do not get there late. Do not hang out at the bars or the clubs, okay? Get out to your seats 20 minutes before the game when the team runs out onto the floor for the first time. Because I can promise you this. If it's anything like 1996, you will remember it and cherish it to your last breath. Now, the big difference is there won't be 18,000, or excuse me, the big difference is you'll have 18,000 people all with their cell phones out, all trying to get it on their camera phone, whereas in 1996, there were no camera phones, and so what we had, we had applause, right? We had people clapping their hands and screaming. I guess now, in 2023, there won't be as much clapping because people are so obsessed with their phones and they're going to want to have it on their own personal device. So I guess they'll be screaming and, of course, the sound effects from the loudspeakers and everything else. But how could it possibly be the way it was in 1996 when people didn't have their phones in their hands and they were clapping and going crazy and the noise? I think Golden One is going to be a great atmosphere. But I do know this. Nothing will ever replace the Arco Thunder. Nothing, nothing, nothing will beat being in Sacramento for the playoff games at Arco Arena, both in 96 and then when they started again against the Jazz in the 98-99 season. Nothing will ever replace that. Just like, you know what? Nothing will ever replace the era of no social media. Think about your life now with social media. Think about how many hours a day people spend on social media, both youth and adults. Kevin Euclid, the mental health 
and well-being of our country is deteriorating and social media is the culprit. The constant hatred towards others that don't share the same opinions is tiresome and unhealthy for our society. You may not agree with my opinion as it relates to the nickname the Cleveland Indians or the Tomahawk Chop or Squaw, but I would hope that you would respect how I feel. I grew up as a 4-H'er, used to go to 4-H camp out in Riverhead, Long Island every summer, and we would make Indian headdresses and we would put the feathers and we would do all the beadwork and we took great pride in making those headdresses and then we made the rest of the clothing and we would have a huge dinner to culminate our week at 4-H camp all dressed in our Indian gear that of everything that we made, all of our special beadwork and we took great pride in that. You know, and there weren't any parents that were offended by that. There weren't any people that said, gee, you really shouldn't be doing that. But now I just look at the country and the group of people, and I say group of people because I, I purely believe it's a minority group of people that just want to change everything because they think they have all the answers. And the only advice that I would give is, you know what? Sit back and enjoy life once in a while, would you? Instead of being bothered by every little thing that goes on in this country. As they say, life is too short. And the happiness that this year's Sacramento Kings team has provided for the fans is something that is sorely needed in our community, sorely needed for the Sacramento fan base. To me, there has been no fan base in America, in any sport, that has suffered more than this fan base. No fan base has gone through what this fan base has gone through. From 2006 to 2023, The Kings are moving to Anaheim. No, they're not. They're moving to Virginia Beach. No, they're not. They're moving to Seattle. The deal is done. Oh, my gosh. No more basketball. The Kings are leaving. Guess what? No, they're not. Because they had a mayor in Kevin Johnson and a commissioner in David Stern that made sure that everything was going to be done to save this franchise. You went through the pandemic, right? Doco, all the businesses in Sacramento and around the country and really around the world, many of whom went out of business around the country and around the world. Now we're basically post-pandemic. The Kings are in the playoffs. Everything is great. Now go out and win some playoff games. Go out and win a playoff series or two or three, right? Or four. That would be pretty damn fitting, wouldn't it? Have a big parade in downtown Sacramento. Dream big. Dream big. Because 12 months ago, Right now, 12 months ago, I don't know of anyone that thought that the Sacramento Kings entering April of 2023 would have a chance at a 50-win season and either a two or a three seed. And no, it's not an April Fool's joke. Nope, it's not April Fool's. It's the real deal. The Sacramento Kings are back. Enjoy it. You deserve every single moment of gratification that this team has provided for you this season and hopefully will provide you for many weeks into the spring. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. Brendan asked, do you think Lamar Jackson will get traded before the start of the season? I don't think so, Brendan. You know, it's going to take an offer sheet from a team 
And then the Ravens could trade him, but I mean, I don't think so. I think he's going to be the quarterback of the Ravens. I know a lot of people think he's going to be on the move, but I'm not so sure. Aaron asked, am I surprised that minor league baseball got a CBA? I don't follow it enough to be surprised or not surprised, Aaron. I think it's probably good, but I don't really have that strong of an opinion one way or another. Jake wants to know if I ever created a mock draft. No, but I've been a part of mock drafts. I think they're the stupidest thing in the world. I think it's just a way for talk show hosts and uh, media personnel to kill time and fill space. What's the purpose of a mock draft? What does it do? Nothing. It's stupid. Uh, So, no, I'm not a fan of mock drafts, but I have been part of them for the work that I do. I've been asked to do mock drafts and participate in them, but I think they're as stupid as you can be. Mike wants to know, will the pitch clock be a challenge for MLB broadcasters to get used to it first? Yeah, I think it will, Mike, but obviously spring training has helped for those that uh, televise or broadcast those uh, spring training games. But yeah, it's going to be a different flow. Absolutely. All right, Phil wants to know, will we see any changes in strategy because of the new MLB rules? Phil, it's too early to say. Uh, that's an interesting question, whether strategy will factor into this uh, at all. Andrew wants to know, did I watch Charles Barkley on 60 Minutes? I did not. I saw some excerpts, saw the part about Kevin Durant, and I agree with Charles. He is absolutely spot on there. Hey, if you want to Send a question. Just go to CrowdUltra.com. That's CrowdUltra.com. It's time for Grant, Grant, Grant. And today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. Go to Zoom180.com and check out this new revolutionary flashlight with five LEDs. It's amazing. There's nothing like it on the market. And hey, if you order your flashlight and you're not completely satisfied, just send it back. Roy will refund your money. Roy's the inventor of this incredible device. Again, check it out, zoom180.com. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Major League Baseball now can play a game in two and a half hours. I saw it. The A's and the Angels. Yes, two and a half hours. The Yankees and the Giants, even though there were 32 combined strikeouts, 16 for each team. Played a game in less than two hours and 40 minutes. Now, there were some games that went over three hours, like the slugfest between Baltimore and Boston, but most of the games were around 230, 235, 240. And I, for one, am a big-time fan. I applaud Major League Baseball for trying to fix their product. So far, so good with one day in the books of the MLB season. And that's my rant for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Don't forget, over on YouTube later today and all weekend, pregame, halftime, and postgame shows. Thanks so much for joining me right here. And if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.